another episode of unqualifying sessions with me amy and it's been a while i know it's been a while but i'm back and um we're gonna talk all stuff f1 and motorsport uh just kind of needed a little bit of a break there's a lot going on but i'm back now and i thought but a way after having a break is to talk about everything that's been kind of going on in formula one the past couple of weeks because there's been a lot of stuff as usual um going on in like Formula One news and opinions on different things so I thought to get back into it let's do a bit of a roundup of everything that's happened over the past couple weeks in like the Formula One news um I suppose it's like the best way to describe it so I'm going to start off with sprint races because it's kind of topical. So um, last weekend we was in Baku and it was the first sprint race of the season and they kind of changed the format. So previously the sprint race was used to decide the starting grid for the Sunday. So it was essentially like a qualifying um but in a race format so they would have on the friday you would have qualifying for the sprint race and saturday you'd have the sprint race and then sunday you would have the race as usual and at that point you would have two practice sessions instead of three essentially now the format for the sprint race has changed because the sprint races have been kind of the topic of conversation ever since they started back in 2021. Um, Some people don't mind them, some people are still not very convinced by them. Um, So I think Formula One are trying new things, which I think is really good, but I don't know if the new format works. So the new format is essentially, you have qualifying on Friday, but the qualifying on Friday is for the race that happens on Sunday. Then on Saturday morning, you will have the sprint qualifier. And then on Saturday afternoon, you'll have the sprint race. So essentially what happens in the sprint race doesn't really impact Sunday's race um, anymore, but it is an opportunity for drivers to get more points. I think kind of the reasoning behind uh, that was to allow drivers to kind of I suppose well qualifying's already done so how I do in the sprint race isn't going to impact Sunday which is where you the big points are um so you can kind of just I don't want to say have fun with it but I suppose have fun but I don't think it worked how Formula One wanted it to work um for me it just kind of ended up being essentially the race we saw on Sunday like I didn't have that excitement um that you would get I think for teams it 
is potentially good in the sense that you can see what your car is like on race pace but for example um logan Sargent uh had a big like shunt essentially um and and this was in uh sprint qualifying on the saturday so it meant he missed a sprint race altogether um i just don't know if it's working in the way that it needs to work for me personally and i think there's two two elements to that one i don't think that baku is necessarily a great place to have a sprint race what i mean by that is baku is can produce some crazy races but it's all kind of down to strategy and it's kind of down to um usually like a safety car or something like that like when you watch crazy baku races there's always an element of strategy and safety car within it like if you look at 2016 when we first went to baku it wasn't that exciting of a race but 2017 however it was a really exciting race and i think unfortunately with baku 2023 is again we did have a safety car but it was quite early on and there wasn't any real excitement um to the race so it was a bit of a boring race and i think unfortunately sometimes with street circuits you do get that because it's not it's not designed for a race like a circuit is designed specifically for a race a street circuit is obviously it is designed for a formula one race because they're like okay this corner needs to be here and the main street needs to be here but it is it is a street you know um so i think they do need to be very specific on the locations in which formula one hold their sprint races i think we've seen last year in 2021 that interlagos in brazil that is a great place for a sprint race it gives exactly what it needs to give is perfect somewhere like that is great for a sprint race i don't think somewhere like baku is i also think where potentially formula one could use it to their advantage particularly maybe more so as we get it well, i suppose even now is that i feel as though they need to switch it up so if you're not going to use a sprint race as qualifying then you need to do something a bit more interesting i think an idea or a reverse grid for the sprint race would be something really interesting because you don't so for example because you've had a qualifying on friday it doesn't impact qualifying it doesn't not in qualifying it doesn't impact the race on sunday but if you did a reverse grid for the sprint qualifying um and then for the for sprint qualifying reverse grid for the sprint race i think that would actually be quite interesting because it would allow the teams that you know are towards the back of the field to potentially gain some points that they might not be able to um in the race to be fair you could argue you wouldn't even really need a sprint qualifying you could just use the same qualifying format 
as they did before, just use qualifying and then just reverse reverse that because I think it could allow certain teams that are, like I said, more towards the back, a bit of um, a chance to potentially get some points um, that weekend. And I think it would also allow for uh, those drivers to kind of really get into the thick of things because I think we have seen it in the midfield that things are closing the gap a bit but I think if you want to create something a little bit different a reverse grid for the sprint race would be a bit more exciting um, in my opinion because I think you would just end up having a very similar sort of race otherwise um the next day but like I said I also think that um location of the sprint races are crucial I just think that Baku was not a good choice for a sprint race, in my opinion. Okay, moving on for sprint races because I babbled a little bit. Um, as we know, um, there is a Formula One film essentially coming out um, in the next couple year or two. I don't know when. Um, Lewis Hamilton is involved in it. And it's going to start Brad Pitt pure hollywood um and amazing and it got announced that from silverson onwards that brad pitt would be driving um and it kind of had there's a lot of confusion um of how some of i would say like the articles or some of how the announcement was essentially worded because it sounded as though that brad pitt was going to be driving a formula one car on track with the other 20 drivers which is not the case obviously i would just like to make that clear if you didn't know that is not what's happening brad pitt is not going to be just driving along with the 20 other formula one drivers in a formula one car no um brad pitt will be in an f2 car and he'll be driving on track from silverson um yeah from silverson grand prix onwards um We'll be driving as part of the weekend, so the idea is they actually get some actual on-track footage. It's not just all like CGI and stuff. Um, it's an F two car sort of spec, not Formula One car. Um, the car has been developed by Mercedes, and apparently they've already begun testing um, with this car. But yeah, there was a bit of confusion. Uh, like I said, it sounded like essentially they were going to be driving on track with the 20 Formula 1 drivers and that is not the case. Um, but I thought that was really cool and interesting way of actually filming it because I think to make it realistic, you do need them to be on track and to kind of be out on track at places like Silverstone and other um, races going forward from then, it's going to be really cool to see i think it will give the film a more authentic sort of feel and i suppose as well there'll be people in the grandstands who were actually you know fans and the paddock and all of that so yeah that's going to be really interesting to see our next bit of news which i think is uh yeah we need to talk about is the whole f1 crash gate Felipe Massa scandal which is currently going on so um 
Ryuhei Massa has essentially called for firm investigation um, after comments that were made by Bernie Eccleston regarding the 2008 um, championship. Now, what he is calling for further investigation on is that during the 2008 World Championship, Nelson Piquet Jr. deliberately um, crashed at the Singapore Grand Prix, um, helping his teammate Fernando Alonso. So obviously because it was a deliberate crash, that's the big issue. Um, Now this didn't actually come to light until the following year that the crash had been deliberate at Singapore. Now, Eccleston essentially said, which is why Felipe Massa is now kind of calling for further investigation, is that they were aware, um, and by they, that's Bernie Eccleston and the FIA, well, um, Max Mosley, who was the president of the FIA at the time, were essentially aware that there could have been a potential breach at the time, but like I said, nothing actually came to light until the following year. Now, you might be thinking, okay, but why is Felipe Massa upset about this? Now, the reason being is because obviously PK Jr. deliberately crashed. Um, it really impacted Massa's pit stop because it was around the same sort of time it all happened and it really impacted his pit stop and he ended up finishing 13th. Now, in the Drivers' Championship that year, 2008, Lewis Hamilton won. It was his first championship win. And he won by literally one point. Um, So what Felipe Massa is trying to say is that, well, if you knew about the crash, it was deliberate at the time, then this should have been looked into, blah, 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 blah. It's unfair. And essentially, could he have won the championship if they had done what they should have done? at the time and not wait essentially until it all comes to light a year later so I believe he just wants like a bit of an investigation right now there is kind of talk about is he gonna like sue I don't even know what the will happen I don't necessarily think it will overturn the championship um I don't know but yeah it's quite um it's quite interesting I will uh, leave a link to the Sky Sports article um, in the description because there's a bit of an interesting kind of read about um, everything that's going on with regards to that. Now I'm going to take a little bit of a sidestep and I'm going to talk about the F1 Academy. So this has now begun um, just this past weekend, so the 6th and 7th uh, was the second race weekend uh, for the F1 Academy. Um, now at the time fans were a little disappointed including myself because we haven't been able to watch it live it's you can see live timings and then I believe like Wednesday Thursday highlights come out and you can essentially watch the highlights I'm not a hundred percent sure the reasoning why that is I think essentially they just don't have the resources now to get it all out live but next year they've announced that they will be showing it live 
However, this is not what the exciting part is, and this is, I think, will be amazing for the F1 Academy, is that Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Riverspoon's production company, um, it's been announced that they will be making a docu-series following the F1 Academy, and this will follow all 15 drivers and all five F1 Academy teams like across the season. Um, which I think is really, really exciting because I think without having the live showing of it and only having the highlights this year, I think it could potentially really propel the F1 Academy, particularly for next year, um, when we can watch it. I think it could really get people into it. I mean... We talk about the drive to survive effect. I think that this could be a really good thing for the F1 Academy, particularly because we are talking about getting more women into motorsport and, you know, trying to get them to the same levels as men because there's no reason why there shouldn't be. Um, So I think this will be really fantastic for the F1 Academy and I kind of can't wait to see it. Um, We don't know where it will be where we'll be able to watch it it's not come out yet it's actually quite a new news story so we'll have to see um I took a lot of the information that I found was from the Hollywood Reporter so again I will link that article for you to read which gives a little bit more information but like I said there's not um tons at the moment but I will definitely be intrigued to see um that is kind of the big news stories that have really happened there has been a little bit of drama i suppose within the formula one world if you've been on like twitter or tiktok anything like that um regarding miami but i feel like miami is always even last year there was drama um but essentially Um, a big beauty brand has done like a trip there and some people were upset because it's not that it's a makeup brand but some of the people that they have chosen to take are not uh big f1 fans um i can kind of see their point about that but at the same time it's a corporate box and brand who want to sell makeup so I kind of feel like the whole purpose of the trip to Formula One Miami um, is predominantly to take these people these influencers to a cool destination and for them to create cool content and throughout that to promote the makeup I so I, I kind of I can kind of understand it but I also like don't understand it um I think that some of the things I've seen um has actually been a little bit disappointing from people within like the f1 fan space just in the fact that I feel like we always talk about how gatekeepy the sport can be and it just kind of feels like we're well people are doing the same thing that they complain about to these influencers so I'm a bit like ah no let's just let's stop it let them go it's a corporate box essentially 
is how I'm going to describe where they are. You know, if we're going to be like, you must know, think about F1 to go to F1 race. Like, you're trying to tell me that loads of people in those corporate boxes know a thing about F1. No, they don't. Um, at the end of the day, Formula 1 aren't going to say no to a brand saying, hey, can we get a corporate box? I'm going to pay the money for it. They're not going to say no. You know, um, I do think that this is actually probably more of a bit of a tension issue with, with regards to Formula One's ticket pricing. Um, it said that this year that 99% of Formula One fans won't go to race because of how expensive it is. So I think this is probably a bit of tension more from a lot of fans being outpriced because I think if you really sit down and think about the brand and what they're doing and the content creation surrounding it is they don't want no offense it's a makeup brand it's tart they don't want you to talk all about f1 they want you to talk about their beauty products so if you took fans like really big fans of like i know there's a couple people that are, are there but if you took just people who are mostly focusing about f1 on their content they're going to produce mostly F1 content. They're not going to produce the content necessarily that Tart want. Um, so yeah, I kind of, but like I said, I can kind of see like the annoyance of like, you know, why can't you get a good mixture of, of people? And I do agree. But at the same time, there's certain people that have chosen to go, which I'm like, I can totally see why I've taken them to the Miami Grand Prix. Like you look at, someone like Alex Earl part of her like persona has been going to University of Miami like come on like Miami is part of her brand so I can completely understand why they sent her there and yeah I just it's a weird one I kind of see why people are annoyed but like I said I don't think it's I, I don't think the outrage needs to be as much as I've seen and some of the behavior I've seen um certain F1 fans talk about these people have been absolutely horrific so i think we all need to calm down i would say touch the water but the water in the miami grand prix marina is fake so um you know <laughs> um but yeah that's all i have to say on that matter but uh, i've rambled on for now for quite a while but that's kind of all of my big roundup for this week um, hopefully now I've kind of had a bit of a break. I can come back um, a bit more regularly and talk about Formula 1 because I do like talking about it and I just need a little bit of a break though. Um, a lot of stuff going on. But thank you for listening to me ramble for like 20 minutes. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I said I will be back soon with more podcasts. Um, but thank you so much for listening. It really does mean a lot to me. And until next week, next time, hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And I'll speak to you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>